Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As a world of non-league once again steps into chaos, we try to digest what is actually going to happen with the remaining part of the 2021 season. Welcome to episode nine of the Premier Non-League Podcast. This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. For the first time in God knows how long, it is a full house tonight of all six of us. So it's Trev, Pete, Johnny, Chris and Ian. How are you all doing, gentlemen? Good, thank you. Good. How are you? So our new year return to the PNLP a couple of weeks ago was just uh, me, Pete and Trev. So, Johnny, how was your Christmas? The Christmas you Christmas. had or didn't have? Or what Christmas did you get up to? Christmas was good. Christmas was good. I uh, abided by the rules. I had three households on Christmas Day. And then I had a picnic with the wife on New Year's Eve. Um, Wasn't that one of those great grazing boxes or something you put on your Instagram? Exactly that. You know, you could have gone down to Aldi and saved yourself about 30 quid for that. Got an offer about five. I I don't manage food logistics in this household. (laughs) (laughs) It looked very nice. It looked very nice. But um, obviously, plunged into uh, lockdown part three on, well, tier four, wasn't it, on uh, Boxing Day? And then lockdown part three happened again in the last few weeks. Um, Ian, how about yourself? I spent much of the day sitting in a eight by seven steel box. Oh, were you um, at the test site on um, uh, Christmas yeah, Day? Oh, fair yeah, enough. What was that like? Was it weird? Bloody miserable, mate. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd been arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you say in a steel box eight by seven, it does sound like he's been locked up somewhere rather than uh, he's actually at his job. Well, you, you've got to find continuously more adventurous ways to talk about a really mundane job, a really mundane thing to do. So, Did the NHS know. treat you to a Christmas dinner or some mince pies at least? Or was it an Audi they... sandwich with turkey and cranberry? Did, did they ever? <laughs> well, my wife's getting involved in the NHS now and anything that the recruitment process goes by, I'm not surprised really. But anyway, moving swiftly on. And finally, Chris, nice to have you back, mate. How was uh, your Christmas? Good to be back, thanks, James. Uh, Christmas was good, really good. Spending it with my brother and his family, but then um, New Year, not so good. Bit of bit of illness, but thankfully over that now, so back fighting fit again. I can't remember. Were you allowed with three households up north, or was it literally yourself? What what tier were you about? I mean, it seems like so long ago, and how many tiers have changed? Were you actually allowed? What's a tier? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was the thing that they did in December, and then they changed their mind again. What was December? Uh, What was uh, 2020? Everything's just a blur. We're nearly in February now. Goodness. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because as as one says, 2021 will be such a better year and it's proven to be that already not. But anyway, um, not to get political. um, Gentlemen, it's been a good, crazy couple of weeks in the world of non-league, even more so from last, last time. We will obviously crack on very soon to that. But... Should we start off on a high and talk about the FA Cup? Because, you know, non-league once again, although there's no non-league teams left eye in Chorley, they did us proud against Wolves, losing 1-0 on uh, on Saturday, didn't they, gents? Friday it was, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. I think um, 
their second half uh, performance, they definitely deserve to go to extra time and take Wolves all the way, really. Uh, like I said, the first half, Wolves sort of did dominate with possession. I think it was 82%. But this, the second half, you know, Chorley made all the chances. I think Wolves only had one shot on target, which was the yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. And and Chorley had eight, eight or nine shots on target. So I think they can definitely count themselves really unfortunate not to get to extra time at least. Hmm. Chorley being up uh, up north with uh, by you, Chris. I I guess you were rooting like we all were for Chorley anyway. But it must have been good to see that them representing the northern non leagues. Yeah, I mean obviously they're northwest to us being northeast. But for me, I will no matter where they're from, I will always back a non league club against a league club, no matter what where they're from, what league they're in, or whatever. I want to see non league clubs or you know doing well and to see them do well is a breath of fresh air. Considering you know, um, I don't want to, again, get, get too political, but, you know, we're, we're talking non-league football. And if you look at today, what's happened with Frank Lampard, you know, it makes me even more certain of the fact that non-league football is the place to be. I, I mean, I'm not being funny. Like, yeah, we, we are Premier Non-League, as you say. It's like we, we're mainly about but we do touch here. I mean, I haven't mentioned Charlton yet. And it's already, uh, what, five minutes into the podcast or anything. So I'm doing well so far, but... With Frank Lampard today, I, I'm I'm disgusted by Chelsea. I mean, I'm not surprised, but give the lad a chance, especially a club legend like Frank Lampard. And he weren't doing too well. I mean, to come off a, was it 3-1 win yesterday in the FA Cup to being sacked 24 hours later, it makes you wonder, did he expect it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not being funny, but a 3-1 win against Luton is not something to shout from the rooftops about. No, 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 it's not. But, you know, coming off any victory, they still, you know, they still won in the FA Cup. And, you know, I... I didn't see him getting sat just like that. I mean, yeah, but the, the thing is, James, I think what it is, obviously, we all know in the in the Premiership, you've got to be you've got to be in that top four, and they've oh, it? they've lost five out of six games. So obviously, Abramovich is looking at it, thinking we've got to get into Europe, you know, financially, etc. And obviously, you know, even the Premier Club, uh, clubs are taking a hit on tickets, season tickets, all the rest of it this season. So money is of the essence and they've got to get in that Champions League. I mean, I am seeing it in a case of, you know, Chelsea fans on Twitter are fuming. You know, there's not one bad word being said against him. Yes, the results weren't great. But do you think this could drive them towards non-league? You know, when it restarts, could they could they be very disjoint and think, why am I bothered with this? What is the point? You know, club legend can't even survive and build the club. You know, a, a young manager with a young team, what sort of message does that send? It, it's yeah. ludicrous. Uh, ludicrous. I'm going to stick my head up here and say that actually the job that he did with Derby didn't actually warrant the Chelsea job in the first place. No, I, I don't agree. think, no, I well, agree with that. Yeah, I don't think he'd sort of finished his job at Derby and I don't think, you know, what he had done was good enough to get. I was surprised. I don't think, but he was there. He's been there for 18 months. Yeah, just no, it stinks for me. Just, I mean, obviously, he did a he did a very he did a very good job uh, last year with the youngsters, bedding them in. Incredible job. The issue is once you go out and spend what 200, 250 million pounds on players, you've got to perform. You've got to hit the red ground running. You can't spend that sort of money and and not perform. And they just simply haven't performed. Yeah, I can't. To be honest, I can't say I, I was surprised. Um, he had a free hit last year. Chelsea couldn't sign anybody, so he could only use what he got. But uh, I forgot about that. You're true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But losing losing eleven games last season 
that puts you way off the pace. And that was what concerned me coming into this season for him, that he, he's not going to sign the players. The board do. They spent 200 million for him, bought in square pegs for round holes, which he didn't have last season. He's lost six already. So he's not any closer to being challenging for that title than he was last season. If he loses, you know, if he lost five more games this season, which would, which would be highly likely with the run they're on, they're no better off than last year. Uh, I don't agree with how he got the job. You know, one, one, one season at Derby, yeah, he's going to be a club legend, but when the club legends work out when they go back, Glenn Hoddle at Spurs is a classic example. It didn't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the word legend, I don't think, appears in Roman Abram- Abramovich's Russian dictionary. Well, I think, Frank, if, if you're looking for a job, um, there could be a vacancy at Worthing, you know, depending on we <laughs> have any contract uh, talks with our manager yet as he's coming to end his contract. So if that job's there, I'm sure Woodside Road would welcome you. Don't you <laughs> think, Pete? Jamie O'Hara. <laughs> to, to, be, to be honest, I'd quite happily keep Adam Hinshaw. Oh, so would I. I love Adam. I love Adam. I, love I, don't, I don't think we'd have as much access to Frank if he did sign for us. I don't think we'd be able to. I don't think you'd be writing his autobiography or anything, would you, Pete? <laughs> no, he, he probably wouldn't let me put him in his fan book or anything, would he? No. But, go, but going back to the um, Chorley game, um, they did the virtual ticket thing that was done for Marine versus Spurs in the last round. And from doing a bit of digging, I think it was about 2,000 tickets they sold um, before the game yesterday. So that's brilliant. But I don't know if you saw the controversy that happened. Did any of you see the controversy on Twitter? No. So, so um, their official account, Chorley's official account, were tweeting West Brom, asking them all to buy tickets to back them instead of their rivals. And obviously that's disjointed all the Wolves fans. So all the Wolves fans are saying, sod this, I'm not paying 10 quid towards this virtual ticket. So they had to put an apology out and then withdraw the tweet. <laughs> so a little Brilliant. bit of just because they were having a bit of banter and the Wolves fans couldn't take it. I, I did see, um, and obviously, you know, the, um, uh, the disparity between where Marine are and where Chorley are. Chorley have actually had some funding this season. Marine haven't. And I did see sort of when Chorley started to put up, they were going to do the virtual ticket thing. There's a few people sort of said, hang on, Marine have not had any funding whatsoever for, you know, for the season. Um, Chorley have actually had national lottery funding. They have not, uh, so to speak, had any income for this season. So I don't think so many people jumped on the bandwagon as much mm. as they did for Marine. So what was it with Marine? Was it 30,000 in the end? 30,000 yeah. in the end, like yeah. 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 Uh, plus all the other sponsorship they had, like Jamie Redknapps and all that lot. Yeah. Um, no, Carragher, sorry, um, Foundation. So, you know, but hey-ho, we'll go on to funding later. Trevor's favourite subject later on in the podcast. We know he's the expert in the funding, in the funding realms and uh, I think it'll be a bit of a controversial talk about that. But FA Cup, I guess the lowest ranked team now that we can really get behind is Crawley, I think, although they're League Two, which, you know, to some of us are quite local. I know yeah. um, I know Johnny loves them because they pay his uh, football club a lot of money to train <laughs> on their grounds. He well, might... I was going to say that, I mean, they've got, they've got top quality um, training facilities, so... <clears throat> oh, let me guess, you'll try and get a part I mean, they... in. Only way is Essex with Mark Wright. <sighs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, we got good publicity from that as well on the BBC. If you haven't watched it already, yeah, that documentary is quite interesting. Camping World to see. Community Stadium, plug it. 
Yeah, but some to be fair, mate, it's better. Stadium is better than Crawley Stadium as well because Crawley's grand. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> no, but no, but to be fair, mate, I actually think it's got a little bit of charm. It has got a charm to it. It's uh, it's not the best of grounds, but what, what, the, uh, the tarpaulin over the over one, yeah, stats. which was meant to be there for I think the season they got was yeah, was League say. One or something. It was the yeah. League One season, but temporary stand. Yeah, but isn't that it was still hanging at Blackpool as well? Didn't they have a temporary stand when the Premier League and that's still there standing? Yeah, true story. And um, was Bournemouth's, is that a temporary stand or did they actually build that permanently in the end? Uh, built it permanently now, I think, yeah, Bournemouth. No. Are you talking so, about the stadium as a whole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bournemouth <laughs> Stadium. They, they paint, licked a little bit of paint and everything like that. The whole. But yeah, it's um, get behind Crawley, I think. That's all we can say to enjoy that little bit of a non-league scout. Who are they playing tomorrow again? I forget. Uh, Bournemouth, isn't it? Bournemouth. Bournemouth. No, talk yeah, about Bournemouth. Bournemouth away. Talk about Bournemouth. Yeah. So, winnable, I think. So, come on, you Crawley. Maybe Mark Wright will start. Um, I was going to say, there's a bit of history there between the Crawley manager and Bournemouth. Uh, oh, really? John Yarms. Yeah, he was um, he was sacked uh, about a year or two ago uh, and left on very, very bad terms. Um, so, it'd be interesting to see uh, how he's welcomed back to Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. That could be a story to for the papers, you know, for giving more reason to want to win and beat Bournemouth as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Was that a running with Eddie Howe, or was it actually the Bournemouth sort of management? No, I, th- I think it was the Bournemouth management uh, higher up than Eddie Howe. I think he's still got a really good relationship with Eddie Howe. Anyway, any uh, FA Cup matches that are stepping out for you guys now? Are you not really that fussed anymore? Because I've kind of nah. the what yeah. the one that's on right now. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs game. We're, we're still in the cup, mate. Still one one. Still one one. There we go. For recording a, a five to nine on a nearly, Monday nearly evening. Two one Spurs though. Nearly. Nearly. Ever so much. Anyway, FA Cup. See you next season, non-league. Hopefully. Are you PNLP? Down on the south coast, we've not had any snow. Have you, gentlemen, around the other parts of the country and the northern part of West Sussex and Surrey? And how about up north? Have you been having snow right now? Uh, northeast, yes, not where I live and near the coast, but um, there's been a lot of snow about. We've been fortunate, we haven't really had any, but uh, just drive about four or five miles and there's been uh, heavy snow. So, yeah, lot, lots of bad weather. Yeah, because I know there's been a lot of flooding up there. And um, Pete, you've uh, you've noticed there's been a, cl- a club that have had issues with flooding for the third time in the past year. Yeah, it's uh, Tad, Tadcaster. Um, obviously, Northern Neck of the Road, so Chris probably knows a bit more about them. Yeah. Um, but obviously, third time in two seasons, the global stadium has, has flooded, been flooded by the River Wharf. Um, and like I say, you know, these non-league clubs can't can't afford it. And the thing with Tadcaster, they can't even get insurance. No. Uh, and, I, and I know that in the Midlands, you've got clubs like uh, Worcester, Bewdley, Shrewsbury, who are, who are generally affected any time there's floods or anything. Wasn't it Gloucester that um, actually rebuilt their ground and they were due to reopen it this year, That um, who had really bad flooding a f- quite a few years ago and they finally managed to return yeah. to their home ground, yeah. Yeah, Gloucester, Gloucester, yeah, you put those those in the same uh, category that clubs are, um, tend, tend to flood any time there's bad floods. But, you know, um, obviously, flood defences are really expensive. Um, you know, how's, how, how can a club afford all of, to do all the repairs and everything to their, uh, to their bar, etc.? They spent a fortune last year and then they've got to go through the whole thing again. And there's all, also the risk that this sort of thing is going to happen in the future. So, it's re- you know, it's, it's really sad for non-league. It's really sad for Tadcaster, who um, are quite, well, South Shields quite friendly with. 
Um, uh, a lovely club, one of my favourite non-league away grounds, one of my favourite non-league clubs, lovely people. Um, and to be hit with this for a third time, I know the last time it happened, they were they were on their knees. It was just about, well, I, I was under the impression they were all just going to give it up. Um, this might be the telling blow. I hope not, but it could be because when it floods, it really floods. This isn't just a few inches of water. This is a few feet. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw. I saw Chris. It's uh, 1.6 meters. As, yeah, uh, I think that was last year with Storm Kiara. Yeah, I don't know how bad it, how deep it was this year, but imagine 1.6 meters of water. It's you have scary, head. really scary, and it, it's such a. It was a lo- honestly, it's a lovely day out at Tadcaster because you've got the John Smith's Brewery next door. You've oh, got that's the, very nice. <laughs> you've got the Samuel Smith Brewery. There's a couple of pubs that we went to. Um, really lovely non-league day out, and it's just it's heartbreaking to see that. Can you remember the games when you leave that place? <laughs> I was driving, so I couldn't even have a pint. Oh no, get it. That's why. That's why Pete likes getting on the supporters' coach. Sounds like a perfect away day for him. But I mean, I guess in 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 all seriousness, gents, the sad thing, even more, the reality of COVID and what's causing to non-league clubs at the moment. They've got no even opportunity to f- even fund that with fans or merch no. or people coming to the grounds. And yeah, you know, whilst I'm sure there'll be a community response yet again. Where did Tadcaster go from this? Do they look seriously about moving or will they just have to stay there? I have no idea, James. I, I really struggle to think about what they're going to do because the, the last year's, um, the effect of last year's floods really rocked them to the core. So what happened last? Like, Can you just, like, for us that don't know what, so obviously flooded, what was the response to it? What actually did the club do? Uh, to be fair, I, I'm really not sure. Yeah. I'm really because at one point I, um, I followed them on Twitter and at one point they were very, very close to folding. So um, this time it, 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 to have kept going um, is miraculous. It's going to take another miracle to keep them going this time. Uh, there you go. That's what we say, the worry. You know, if they were so close to folding last time and <laughs> the world was completely different almost last time it happened. Yeah, so look at it now. Are they going to fold? And that's really sad because without flooding and COVID and stuff like that, well, with COVID, I think we're going to see, especially if this was something we're going to, clubs could start folding and to have the added problem with the weather, it just seems yeah. bloody awful and your heart breaks for them because they're going to be people like us six here that just love non-league and do anything to get to the clubs. Yeah, it's going to possibly go kaput. Absolutely. A really good club and I really hope, fingers crossed, that they keep going, but there's only so much people can take, isn't there? Only so much they can take. There is. So let's pray, put our hands together and pray for Tadcaster that they can pull through this. But moving on to, um, I guess, non-league as a such and COVID relations. Project Project non-league um, been launched in the last few weeks. I know, Pete, you took a vested interest in this. Trevor, you have as well. And I'm sure the other gentlemen have as well. Project mm-hmm. non-league. Pete, do you want to explain what Project non-league is about? I haven't read anything, mate. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Pete response, isn't it? <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, yeah, it's it's basically no, Pete. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to sleep. Yeah, it's it's basically just to stop this uh, this null and void, basically. So what they're saying is, uh, do the FA need to do? They want to restructure the leagues. Let's do it, and let's re- reward the clubs that have done well. So it would bring in last season, which was null and void. So that's going to bring in some complications. 
but they're saying uh, promote the clubs that deserve it, but there will be no relegation and it will allow teams to step up the leagues um, and, and basically no relegation and the teams that have done well get rewarded. In a nutshell, Trevor? Yeah, it sounds about right. I know they, they've slightly modified the original proposal, haven't they? Because a few clubs came back and went, no, that's not workable. And I think the... What did they change? Can't I can't quite remember because it's only what I've seen on Twitter um, that, I, that, that I happened. I think they retweeted it or someone else did that they just changed. Just tw- they they only sort of tweaked it. The ideal is still the same um, to create that perfect pyramid, which the FA have been trying to do for two years, and get it into a one, two, four, eight, and, and sixteen. And the, the spaces it creates, you know, is going to help those clubs that have had like Worthing, Lillehampton, that have had two years at the same standard. They've They've played at the same standard and sit in the top two in their divisions. Watch they go and play the same teams again for the third year running to try and get up. And are we going to be in the same state this time next year? You well, know, people, said, people lose interest by then. No, they have said the clubs that have been public about it have the the, the project non league account has tweeted. Um, a Worthing, uh, South Liverpool FC, Scholing or Scholing, Scholing. Uh, Jersey Bulls, who I understand is the actual founder behind Project Non-League, am I right? Yeah. And Moneyfields. And a celebrity slash big name footballer, Mika Richards, has actually tweeted about it as well, saying he believes um, it should be done. Now, Trev, do do you know the guy who's behind the account? I think you you know of him, don't you? I know of him. I listened to the interview he did with um, Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage on 606 the other week, which I think I shared it in the group as well. It was good. It's a shame they cut him short and um i obviously understand why i did you know for broadcast reasons but i thought they could have brought it to a better conclusion can you um can you summarize what was said on that interview for the listeners that haven't maybe had chance to listen to that it was basically the proposal to go through and um you know put it that 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 teams can actually get rewarded for what they've done over the last year and a half. It's not their fault that last season got because how it's not their fault that this season it looks as if they're going to end up with another Mm -hmm another season it take you've got to look into the longer term view as well that if if we keep stagnating seasons people are not going to come and watch people are not going to spend money you know johnny will find it at horsham people are not going to want to pump their sponsorship in because their name's only going to get seen for three months of a season and they're paying for nine so you, you can understand that if they don't quite do it right this time then the ramifications further down the line are going to be that clubs will shrink, leagues will shrink because people are not going to invest in it. Now, Pete, I know you said in a Worthing chat that we're in that that's not the way you want to see it happen if Worthing do get promoted and win the league. But what are your thoughts on it? Would you be happy now with the sort of proposals of possibly this being maybe the only legitimate response to this null and void thing? Would you be happy to see Worthing promoted, obviously, but the way it is, would you accept it just through the conditions it is? Yeah, if it... Look, ideally, I'd, I'd prefer us to do it on the pitch like we did last season. Um, and it is strange that now that uh, the league have, have put up this uh, 75% of games to be completed to go PPG. And it was like, hold on, last season we finished 82% of games and you didn't even have that, have that there. So that's suddenly come out of nowhere. And you're like, well, this season, there's no way we're going to get 75% of games played, not in the... You know, if we can get 
back playing in April and May, and the season's got to be finished by the end of May, um, then there's there's no way we're going to get 75% of games played unless they're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. And, and you can't put that on non-league players who haven't played for a while. They're not to match fitness, etc. So, you know, that that is unviable. I, I would accept it. Obviously, if we did get promoted, it would be fantastic uh, for the town of Worthing. But, I, you know, I've st- I'm still sort of old-fashioned. I prefer to do it on the pitch than than have have it done have it done that way. But if it's part of a restructure, then why not? Uh, has it been decided that some of them are seventy five percent of the games? Because on the questionnaire that was sent out, there was the choice of two. There was sixty six percent and seventy five percent. So has it been decided that seventy five percent? I don't know. I, I just saw the seventy five percent banded oh, okay. around. I didn't really not realize there was two options. Did you say yeah. six, did you say sixty six? Yeah, sixty six. So it's, yeah, two thirds or three quarters of the season needs to be conducted. Right, it's still going to be difficult though, isn't it? Yeah, no. I mean, you know, what's 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 sixty six percent of games is probably around about thirty thirty of games, isn't it? <clears throat> mm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, from a Horsham, right. from a Horsham point of view, like I know Dom De Paula, who's obviously your manager, is obviously quite outspoken as it is, and we often joke between us how outspoken he is on socials. But he's even come round to the sort of understanding now that he thinks it's the fair way of doing it, and you know that was a massive surprise from a Worthing point of view because he was so outspoken against us kicking off last year. Yeah, no, I think what his proposition was that uh, Worthing and Cray would get promoted, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it was worth Cray. Uh, Pete, Pete needs to give up smoking, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and drink. Grab a glass of water. Drink it. He's, um, he's collapsed on his camera. Hopefully it's nothing else more sinister and we're all laughing about it. Anyway, <laughs> going back to that, Johnny. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, he's he, he said Cray and Worthing. Yeah, Cray and Worthing. And Worthing 100% agree with. I mean, we've been the best team over two seasons. There's absolutely no reason why. Uh, Worthing shouldn't be promoted if we go down to a points per game or even just based on merit. Um, in terms of Horsham, I mean, Christ, I mean, we'd, we'd be lucky to hit the playoffs this year. We were just outside last year. Um, we were a little bit average towards the back end of sort of October, November time. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. The issue is, I think we've spoken about it so many times, you're never going to be able to please everyone. Um, no. And and this is it. You've got to do what makes sense. Um, but yeah, go on. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, along the point of not pleasing everyone, I've seen the, I think it's the combined counties came out the back end of last week and said, but uh, the trend of everyone else, that when we're, ha- when we're ready to restart as a country, we're happy to play. Um, I think they're yeah. going to be one of the few leagues on their own. There, I think there might be maybe two or three others, but like when you're looking to a lot of the, Northern leagues at step five and six, they haven't got a prayer of, of, of making, I think, 10 or 12 games in by the end of May, let alone, yeah. you know, get to 66 or 75%. Personally, I disagree with, uh, and Dom, I think, was even of the opinion, like, you can't go past the end of May. Uh, and I disagree with that. I think you've got to give this season a chance to progress. And whether that is playing into June and maybe even July, worst case scenario, you've got to give this season the opportunity to complete, whether that's 66%, 75% or 100% of the games. If it has a knock-on effect for next year, then so be it. Um, At least we can then start next season at the end of September. But I think we've got to give the opportunity for the season to get completed some way or another. So you say about completing the season, 
and you said you roll on past May, the trouble is you're coming to one several major blockers there in terms of people's attention. So you've got the Euros coming up, which is obviously, you know, it's going to garner everyone's attention. On top of that, you've then got the Olympics and you've got Wimbledon all in a stretch of time where people are going to be sitting there thinking, well, I can, I can watch England play on telly. You know, we've got Sweden. It was always Sweden. Um, <laughs> what, like, what, I, I, don't need, I don't need to go to a game today. That means more to me. But you say the Olympics, right? The Olympics is always in August, which clashes with the start of the football league season anyway. Yeah, but you 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 were saying everything rolling over. The, the, the closer you get to all of those events, the more oh, yeah, get it, people's attention. Like you know, you're talking about the end of end of May. I mean, even into early June. That's I suppose that's the window where there's probably the least amount of things that are sort of competing for people's attention. Yeah. The other issue, of course, is player holidays as well. Um, if holidays are back on, what's well, one of them? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm not well being be funny. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, just go to Butlins for the weekend. <laughs> no, it's in, it's in Bog, it's in Bognor, mate. Why would you want to go there? <laughs> yeah, just to bring up one a little bit closer to, to uh, you know, the, to take away from what, what you guys have said, though. Um, county league sides at, uh, at steps five and six, you've got cricket pitches shared with football. Once yeah. you get to the end of, you know, mm. well, potentially in, in April, let alone May, um, those clubs are, they'll struggle to get games in. And that is where you get such a disparity between step three and four here with their own fenced off enclosed grounds, but they need the clubs from five and six to make the numbers up with promotion and relegation to go up. So there's such a, no. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I haven't got to sit there and A, make a decision on behalf of a club or B, make, make a decision on behalf of a league or the FA because, um, you know, rightly or wrongly, they should have come up with, you know, with a better rule book through the summer last year for this exact scenario. Um, you know, now... They're, they're, they're stuck with a really tough one. Yeah, but the, the chaps in, in in charge of Trident Leagues, um, they, they, they said there was no way they could do that because they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, like you've had months and months of off-season when it was happening, that you could have sorted out a rule book for this season. I think with the, with the leagues, especially the pitching in, the, the propositions that I saw, and I think I might have mentioned it on the last one, that they didn't have anything for a mid-season break. They had just delay, 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 delay. I think they even had delay all the way up until January. Yeah. And they didn't have what happens if we start football as normal in September or as proposed in September, but then the poo hits the fan and we have to have a, a mid-season break. They're, these were options they never looked at, which is, that, is obviously catastrophic. Sounds a bit like the National League, really. <laughs> It does, it does. Hey, Johnny, going back to sort of Dom, like, do you, obviously Horsham, from being Horsham, they got promoted into this in Premier season before last, so it's their first. They over, probably was quite rightly, if you disagree, disagree, but, you know, they quite overperformed, would you say, last season, you know, did really well. Um, maybe yep. Dom, Dom thinks, look, get the teams like Worthing out of the way, Craze out of the way, and then Horsham could end up becoming the big team in that league to then gain promotion for the next step. Is that maybe behind his thinking? Because to me, it seemed very strange that he went from almost one, he almost did a 360. Well, it depends if there is relegation. If teams come down, then he's definitely not going to be the biggest team in the league. Um, That's true. But, um, I mean, for sure. I mean, Horsham's a big club in the league in terms of attendances. Obviously, nowhere near as big as um, the likes of Worthing. Um, but, 
ultimately, I don't think so. I think he's just a fair guy. I mean, he's, yes, he speaks his mind. He's probably a little bit outspoken sometimes, but <clears throat> I'm sure he's probably got some mates down at Worthing way that um, uh, I think he thinks that should be merited based on the performances uh, that, that have happened over the last two seasons. And I agree. I think we did overperform, but I think we were there on merit. I thought some of our performances at the start of last season were incredible. Yeah, no, they were. Obviously, that showed that us were top of the league, but... Chris, with the, obviously, them trying to put, you know, with the project non-league thing of the two seasons together, obviously, last year, you were in the top one or two, weren't you? This year, you're sitting sixth. Have you had a look at where you would sit in that structure and would it make a big difference to you or not? Oh, yes. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I've got to say, I haven't really been following too much of what's been going on after being a little bit unwell and... I know, I think for a little bit lost the old non-league, the old football mojo, I think a little bit with just what's yeah. going on. But um, the, the proposal that's come out was actually started by um, initially Darren Tinmouth, the South Shields fan, who was a very much a, a, a fabulous statistician. He came up with the idea months and months ago of putting together um, uh, last season's um, null and voided um, league tables with um, where we were that w- whenever football had to stop if that was it, put them together so um, it, 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 Darren started it and it's a, I think it's a good idea um, it's particularly with there being no relegation and South Shields would still top the league, um, they would have uh, I think two points per game ratio, so I think uh, Shields would still win the league I I wouldn't want, um, as Pete said about wanting to win the league on the pitch. Um, personally, I wouldn't like to be given a league championship trophy in that way. I would take promotion because you're rewarding success, but I wouldn't like to have lifted a league championship trophy on that. Um, for what it's worth, probably going to go against the grain with a lot of people, but um, I would actually just write this season off. Um, any any thoughts of trying to get leagues finished is just a no no. Um, football will have to finish by May. Um, it, it, there's a whole myriad of things that are prohibitive, and um, to try and fit the games in. I mean, Morpeth Town, for instance, I think they've only played six league games. So un- unless unless they re- um, cut the leagues in half and play, a, I don't know, a twenty game competition between now and the end of, between, I don't know, March and the end of May, and then promote the top team in each one without any, you know, um, playoffs. That might be a, a goer, I don't know, but uh, other than that, we, I think we're, we're going to have to look at writing this season off. Because yeah, I think, yeah, I think, Chris, um, you know, I, I, I was going for that sort of option. Uh, say if we could, you know, obviously with Boris's plan for was it 15 million jabs by the middle of February? Um, then even if we write March off another sort of six weeks after that, after the 15 million have been done, we should be up to what 25 million by the end of April, something like that. And yeah. hopefully by then the pressure on the hospitals has gone, the amount yeah. of uh, infections will be down. So realistically, you know, there could be a way that we could play April and May. Now I would struggle to see teams play uh, 20 games in eight weeks. So what I was saying was split the league 
yeah, split split them in two. It's more geographical, more local games for people, so it keeps the expenses down. You just play each other. You just play each other once, and the, and the top of each one of the two teams promoted. Simple as. Yeah, I think you you have to think outside the box to get if 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 leagues and clubs want to get something out of this proverbial with pardon of expression shit show of a year, then um, do what it takes to get it done. But in its current state, if then if no one is prepared to think outside the box and and, and cut leagues in half or just write it off um, because it. it uh, and you're either null and void again, which we don't want. So then the plan by Project Non-League is a good one. Um, at least it's rewarding clubs who have worked hard for 18 months. Um, so over an 18 month period, you know, put them together and see where they are. It's fair. It's fair. Um, but I, I can see a lot of I can see a lot of clubs. Um, who it won't affect too much, just not being bothered. And um, so therefore, the, the actual um, project non-league bandwagon won't get enough support because it's yeah, being indifferent to it. Yeah, I think I think the difficulty is with that though is because last season was declared null and void. That if you've null and voided this season, it's 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 gone. You have. How, how, how can you bring that back to compare and put another season with it? It's well, they've yeah. just made it so difficult for themselves. I feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go over old ground because I'll end up losing. I mean, my blood pressure will go through the, uh. the roof because I've, I've got a BME bonnet about the way leagues are run. But, but um, the, the one thing about the null and void is, if they did go down that path, I wonder if the South Shields chairman, who ended up with a two hundred and fifty thousand pound legal bill. For challenging the null and void, um, I wonder what legal um, legs he would have. God, that would be a really interesting thing to see. To be fair, because I know obviously we—that's how obviously we got in touch and we got to know you, Chris, and everything through the yeah. Worthing side of things. And you know, Jeff's yeah. a great guy, and he came on our Worthing podcast as well to talk about it. And you know, we were one of the clubs that sort of joined with you at first. We didn't go full full throttle with the legal stuff because I think. Yeah, you know, sadly, as we all we all said, and this is going back. You know, it's crazy to think it's almost going back nearly a year. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy to think, isn't it? And um, I think we all thought and we all knew that the nothing would change, even with never, never no. But I mean, if 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 the professional clubs can do it, you know, the leagues and you know, League One, League Two, and all that, and you know, the Scottish Premiership with Celtic winning winning the ninth title in a row, whatever it is, you know, you look at it and think. Surely something's got to happen there because, to to be honest, it I, I personally think it will be null avoided. I think the season's not going to start, yeah. but if we were to get a promotion, a little bit of gratification out of something that's been with so many people put into for the last couple of years, then you know it's not the way I'd like to do it, but I'd be happy to see us. Yeah, I yeah, agree. What, what, what I was what I was going to ask you, Chris, was um, obviously last season I found null and void was a very rushed decision. Yeah, and and again, it's come to this lockdown, and as soon as lockdown happened, they put this thing out to the club. Are we going to not avoid it again? And mm. it's like, are they rushing? Why don't we just sit back, wait, see what happens for a couple of months, and then we can come to some sort of resolution to say, right, we can finish the season like this, as you said earlier. Yeah. It was rushed, and Mark Harris, the Northern Premier League chairman, stated that uh, pressure was on from the FA from the start, um, which it probably was, but. Um, the Northern Premier League initially were for points per game and 
Um, somewhere in, in, in meeting minutes from somewhere, um, Mark Harris at some point made, made a statement that um, they would advocate points per game, but they could be persuaded. Now that, as soon as he said that, um, my first thoughts were, he's a chancer. Um, obviously, Nick Robinson, who you guys probably know better than I do, um, was a, very much an advocate for null and void. And all of a sudden, Mark Harris, um, who initially the Northern Premier League management committee were for um, points per game. But when he came out and said, we could be persuaded, that to me just stunk. Um, how, do you, how do you mean persuaded? It, it just opens a can of worms. And so, Finance, financially, you like, don't yeah, I mean, we don't want to be done for libel, but <laughs> I know that the respect I had for these people, which was kind of low already. And I mean, recently, Harris has been in the non the non league paper, kind of quite um volatile. I thought I saw one of his um columns, which was he was very defensive, which um, fair enough, he'd had, he's had a lot of vitriol on social media. But my view is when you take on a role such as league chairman or whatever, no matter what walk of life, whether it's football, any other sport business, when you become chairman of something, you are, you have to be aware that you will be criticized at some point. So um, I thought, he, I thought his column in the non-league paper was poor. Um, and like everything since, since March last year, a lot of what's gone on in football has been poorly done. Um and I think I'll leave it there because otherwise I might. Well, um, I think I think you've just ended any chance and hopes of us getting him on the uh, for an interview. <laughs> so, but you know, he wasn't responding. He wasn't responding to our emails anyway. So we'll leave you of that. But gentlemen, as 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 we say, sort of every two weeks when we do this, I think the situation is fluid. We don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Maybe yeah. by the time we come on air in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have another answer or some other mm. sort of other thing will happen, and we could just take it from there. Absolutely, and. and... I, I, I don't want to come across it negative at all. I'm a no. positive person. And I just think that it, null and void is need. We need to avoid it at all costs, but I can't see any other thing. The one thing I will say before we move on, um, you've got to remember, although the seasons were null and voided, fines and suspensions stood. So clubs and players still had to pay all those fines from last season. Yeah, that was a joke. So it wasn't completely null and voided. So I think there might be a little bit of, scope there to work with legally the premier non-league podcast chris has already said it so i can say it again the shit show that is non-league football right now and pete actually put that in our group this week about the topic so i think it's only fair that pete starts his rant and i mean get your popcorn get your beers get your cardling because pete's probably going to go on one again the shit show that is non-league right now what's going on gentlemen well, I haven't got a clue, and I'm not going to rant about it. I'm going to let Trevor. Oh, right. <laughs> because, he's, part, he's passing he, the baton. No, he he, supp- he supports a team in the uh, in in the national league, so uh, it affects him a bit more. Um, as you know, in the chat, we've had various conversations anyway about it, and we both are the same thinking about it and the madness of it. So, Trevor, you do your bit, and then I'll pipe in if I think you forgot. Well, anything. he is he is the funding expert, as we know. <laughs> you make it sound like I'm dishing the money out as well. No, if I was, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, well, it, it's not just the National League, is it? It's all the way through from one to seven, down into grassroots. It is just an utter shit show. You know, I don't think there's a better word for it, to be quite fair. Um, the National League itself is 
well, he's in an absolute an absolute state. Um, how how they get themselves out of it, I don't think they can. Um, there's a split. There's a split now between the top division and steps one and two in the north and the south. And as Mark White quietly put the other day, being that it's such a hybrid league in that you know respect, it was always going to come where you've got a full-time, predominantly full-time division, and then you've got a sprinkling of full-time clubs in two predominantly part-time divisions underneath it. But it's um, a mess, I suppose. It's, a, it's, it's just the politest way of, of putting it, you know. Um, and I'll say how, how, they, how they get themselves out of it, I really don't know. I've spoken to um, a chairman from, from one of the other two divisions. I've spoken to a player or two in the top division as well. Um, they're not that keen to carry on in in the top, just playing themselves because they aren't tested like they are in the in the EFL and the, and the Premier League. Um, the general consensus consensus for the north and south is there's not going to be enough appetite to complete the season. So there's a very good chance they will go null and void again. There'll be no relegation. There potentially um, won't be anybody getting promoted into the National League. So there is a chance that possibly the, 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 the three sides at the bottom of the National League, one of which is my very own Barnet, may well get a free pass this year. But a few teams, a few teams got a few, you know, a free free pass last year as well, didn't they? So you know, you know, again, that's the, the football pyramid gone wrong, in my opinion. Um, but one of, one of the other things that was said is that this this whole thing with the National League North and South, um, obviously, there is player concerns, there is management concerns, and chairman concerns about COVID and infections. But the reason they've suspended it for two weeks is actually nothing to do with COVID. It's it's just literally. It's just literally about money. And as uh, Mark White Dawkins said, he said, the thing is, these clubs, they're going to put their players on furlough. They'll put their players on furlough if they can't play. And that's going to cost £14 million. So, and you've got, they've had £11 million worth of funding for the first three months. So after three, uh, £11 million for the next three months. And yet to furlough them, it's going to cost £14 million. So you're like, why don't the government step in and say, hold on, we'll, we'll help you out with this because it's going to cost us more if you put your players on furlough and we'll help you with the testing and the, and the rest of it. You've got a logical solution there. Again, a logical solution. You can't blame the smaller clubs who are part-time uh, in, in this whole situation. And obviously you can't blame the bigger clubs for wanting to carry on playing because they're full-time and everything and they can fund it. They've got people behind them with more money, etc. So there's, you know, a, a, t- a total disparity in the leagues between the state statue of the clubs and then, and then you've got the, this disparity with, with the funding and the government should be saying, right, we'll, we'll step in. DCMS need to do something. They need to do something quick and, you know, and get, get these leagues finished. And with the funding as well, steps our steps three to six have, 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 haven't seen a penny yet. Uh, no. As far as I'm as far as I'm aware, we have not we've not and it's apparently there's funding there for us, but no, nobody's seen seen a penny of it. So, I mean, what's, I've, what's I've, happening? I've, what's happening? I have a belief that the, that the national league itself cannot null and void because of promotion to and relegation from the EFL. That would severely Correct. fracture their Correct. relationship with that. They're, they've got to play on. The problem being is that someone like 
Dover, who Barney head to on Tuesday evening, they've only played 12 league games. They're, they're a good four, five, six, seven behind the rest of behind the rest of the division. They are full time, but still asking those players to play Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, even if they extend through to June. They comfortably could have had a mid-season break over Christmas when cases were rising and everything like that. They did. There were a few clubs that did say, why, why don't we? Plus, at that point as well, they still haven't secured the funding. Now they've gone through nearly four weeks of one of those three months of funding they needed with no money. There's no surprise that a lot of the North and South clubs have said, we can't, we can't carry on with this. It is not feasible for us to stay afloat. Well, haven't they said that it's now not just funding, it's loans as well. They have to pay back. And that's what caused a massive uproar. No, it was the options of what they could get. They were asked yeah. to take on a loan themselves for each club. So you saddle your own club with debt. The National League would take on the loan themselves, which then would be drawn against future sponsorship payments. So while that's all right now, they like the EFL as well. They drew on the Premier League money they would have had all through the season just to get themselves going. And then the third option was to suspend the season. The National League then took their option off of the table of taking the loan out themselves. So literally, either saddle your own club with debt um, or suspend the season and then see where we go from there. But there's going to be clubs that are going to want to play and there's going to be clubs that, that are going to be quite happy to, well, we'll take a free hit for this year, chaps. And again, you can't blame them. That's you know going to, going to be the same right the way down to step, stick six mm. and seven as well. That's it. And, and the other thing was, last week I saw Slough Town put a tweet out um, on the on the Wednesday when all of this was sort of hitting the fan, as it were, uh, basically saying uh, we, we're not going to travel Saturday. I think they were playing Eastbourne. That's Eastbourne, right. Yep. Yeah. And they said we're not we're not going to be playing this game because we're going to incur travel expenses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then uh, there was a tweet a bit later, say uh, from Eastbourne, saying they've been told by the league that the fixture's got to be played, otherwise they're going to get a, a Slough Town or get a points deduction. Blah blah blah. And then the next day, all of a sudden, you know, because a couple of clubs stood behind Slough, um, and all of a sudden the league are in no position whatsoever to dictate to anyone, and they've, they've just had to suspend it. So, again, it's just an utter shambles, total shambles. Yeah, um, Concord Rangers were the first to, 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 to say we're not going to play. Yes. We're calling, calling the, next, the next game off until we're... We're satisfied that, you know, we can be funded to play. Slough then said, no, we're not going to travel to Eastbourne and then haven't came out and went, well, actually, we're not going to play the next three games. Um, on top of that, they then had to do something. 12 National mm-hmm. League North clubs then went and said, actually, we're not happy with this as well. That's, you know, over half of their division. There wasn't really a lot they could do, but there were obviously clubs in the South that were still very keen to play. Um, you know, and again... Whichever way it goes, and the same with you know, right the way through the mess and the shit show that we've got, you ain't going to please everybody. Um, but so at some point, you know, and I think the clubs in, in the National League a lot of them have now reached the breaking point of you know, we either fund or we mothball because we won't be here next season. Yeah. Trevor, um, as a as a as a fan of a National League club, um, the, the way I've been reading it is that. Um, initially, the funding was earmarked to be grants rather than loans. Um, and now it, the goalposts have been moved to say it's loans. I mean, w- w- was the word grant ever used? 
All I can say is in the last two or three days, I found out that the meetings that the National League had with the DCMS and the FA when it came to what was funding, what was grants, what was loans, etc., there are no minutes of those meetings. So theoretically, it doesn't exist. My own personal opinion is the National League sold their clubs down the river to get the season yeah. started um, because they got that initial three months of funding. Mm. Um, and um, Mark Ives, who stepped in as the interim general manager, I think he's called Pete, isn't he? Um, has, basically, has basically been left to sort out the mess that um, Tata Shawnee's board have basically put, put the clubs through. Do you think um, that the, the, do you think the, the management of the, the the league management have thought, yeah, we'll get this funding in three months' time. It'll all be over. Crowds will be back. It can all be forgotten about. Clubs will have the money to pay back whatever we say. Yeah, now, very much. Yeah, very much so. They were either you know under the impression. The Sorry. And it's come back to bite them on the arse. Yeah, they were very much... It, it, it was three months of funding, and then to follow that, all the clubs are under the impression it was either fans back in stadiums or more funding. Now, yeah. the National League and the, and the DCMS are saying two completely different things. Somewhere, Someone somewhere is not telling the truth out of one of those two. Um, and the clubs are the ones that are suffering. Um, you know, and again, if, you know... If they, I know they they worked P, PPG last year for the National League South, but they're not close to completing half their games. Most of them again, um, same the same with the North. Um, and like I say, the main National League I think has that problem with the EFL promotion and relegation. That means that they're going to have to go to a finish. But it could be that they'll expunge the season for the North and South, and whoever finishes whoever finishes in the bottom three are going to get a free hit for this year and be yeah. very very lucky. Yeah, um, it's very, very sad. Really it's messy. sad. It's, it's messy. It's lovely. It's given me lots of stuff, stuff to write about on my blog. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like conversations. You think I'm writing this again. And it's, you know, it's just moved on to actually the mess has got bigger and the hole's got bigger. It, you know, it doesn't seem to be a good way out. Out of interest, you, you mentioned 14 million or someone mentioned 14 million that it would cost to furlough the players. Yeah. Um, does anyone have statistics on how much it's costing in our leagues? Um, to furlough all these players because no, all, no. all of the Horsham players are furloughed. I'm sure yeah. all of the Worthing players. Yeah, are they will as be. Well. Yeah. Um, I mean, when um, you look at National League clubs, though, Johnny, you've, you've not just got players; you've got staff as well. So you've got yeah, all the yeah. office staff. You've got everyone else around the stadium. That's why the figures, you know, quite a little bit of a bump up high. Um, you know, to 14 million, but to have that three to have that three million, you know, difference. And think that actually it'd be a better idea if we suspend things and the players go on furlough. You just add into the, you know, just add into the pot that surely must be coming to a, <clears throat> excuse me, must be coming to an end of, of of being available. You know, there can't be much more that can keep pumping That's in. It. Everybody. It's a never-ending pot. Just keep writing Basically. blank checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Jack and the Beanstalk, isn't it? You know, yeah. just keep, you know, you just keep, just keeps growing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, think, I think one of the things as well, Trevor, with the current situation is yeah. when the government is borrowing money at the moment, interest rates are zero. So it's not like back in the 90s and no, no, where it's, you're paying 30 odd percent, etc. And it's taking you time to pay all that back. These are these are zero interest loans that the government's taking. So just thought I'd throw that one in there. Yeah, so. no, that's wonderful for them. Obviously, the, the clubs will be looking at it. Right. You know, I take the loan on. When am I going to get fans back into 
um, pay for it. And not only that, which was quite well pointed out to me by uh, one of the one of the chairman I spoke to, was that if you take if you take the loan on, then next season when you have fans back in, if you do, and we you know we all hope that we are going to be back in, you're going to need double the amount of fans just to serve your season plus your loan. So you're banking on twice the amount of people coming through the gate. Otherwise, that debt's just going to keep going and going and going and going. And then if we get into a stage like we do this year where attendances have to be cut or people are not back in again, you know, clubs are would really be sold down the river. You really would see some a lot disappearing. And that's just at the top level of non-league, let alone anything underneath it. It's just a... Just a really messy situation. You know, there's there's five of us here. All, all of us guys can have can have a chat about football, non-league, all the rest of it. And between us, we could probably come up with solutions to sort all of this out, all the scenarios that we faced. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we've got people at the top of the game who sit around for hours and hours and they don't seem to be able to make a, a decision and a decision that is beneficial. <sighs> Benefit, yeah, but be, beneficial to everybody, and uses just a, a bit of common sense. Yeah, I've just finished reading Kevin Keegan's autobiography, and he speaks very disparagingly about the FA. Um, if you remember, Mark Harris did say that the FA were putting unbelievable pressure on the Trident League management committees back last March, um, and uh, Keegan just wiped the floor with the FA. So it. it um, I'm not laying all the blame at the likes of Mark Harris's door. It does come from above. And uh, like you say, Pete, you know, they, these, these people have got all the time in the world to come up with solutions and, and, and just completely make, well, make an arse of it, really. Um, I, I just worry, I, I just worry where this is going to end up. Um, uh we can go around in circles, I suppose, but I, I, I worry about this. There's, there's still f for, I mean, Ollie Bayless, he has requested to see documentation, hasn't he? Minutes yeah. from, yeah. Yeah. which, which as Trevor's just said, probably don't exist. Um, so the National League are going to have a real problem on their hands if there weren't any minutes at all taken in any dialogue with the DS DCMS. They've got I a think, real, real problem on their hands. Yeah, I think possibly as well, you know, looking looking back and, you know, the lovely word of hindsight, um, seeing how long it took the National League to come to a conclusion to play the playoffs last year at the end of blooming June and the beginning of July when the players have had three months off, um, probably explains why we're in this situation now. Haven't yes. we got the FA Trophy and the FA Vars final still to play? Yeah, from yes. last year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're still progressing with this season, which to me makes no sense. So in theory, <laughs> it's looking like it could be we'll have one final on the Saturday and then the next year's final will be on the Sunday. I'll show you yeah. cup holders for one day. There you yeah. go, have your yeah. cup, bye. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. that, yeah. yeah that will happen, Mike. That will happen. You know why? That will happen because non-league finals day makes the FA money. So if they can have two non-league finals day in one weekend, Happy days. Just ridiculous. It's just so stupid. They should have just finished the season if they couldn't continue. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a joke. But gentlemen, we're literally, I, I think, it's, it's, I think it was Trevor said earlier on, it's just, you know, it seems that like we're banging on about this all the time because it's just not coming to a logical conclusion. And I think it's going to keep on <laughs> every week. It's going to be the same, the same, the same. 
but someone needs to make a decision and it needs to be done soon and it needs to be one that actually considers fans it considers clubs and it considers the well-being of the game and I guess sportsmanship as well well absolutely and, and the thing is as well James is I've seen that BT Sport have announced a, a non-league festival in February for Saturday evening kickoffs at 20 past five on a Saturday evening so good yeah, luck with that yeah that that's what time you always play on a Saturday evening on BT five twenty. But they're having one every every weekend apparently. Right. Yeah, yeah. They've chosen us the end of um, end of February away to Hartlepool. Yeah. yeah. So well. yeah, like I say, it's every it's going to be five twenty every Saturday during the month of Feb. But you're like, good luck with that. Bonus, bonus. I'll take that. <laughs> Non-league <laughs> festival. Stop playing. If they're playing, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which they will, which they will, the National League will ensure that the top league will play because, yeah. of course, with the affiliation with the EFL. Yep, exactly that. Exactly that. I don't I don't think even in two weeks' time, when they get to the end of their suspension for the South and North, it will continue or mm. it'll be right. The vote is we null and void or we carry on the, the suspension until we can, you know, resolve the funding issue. And mm. you know, also as well, I'm looking at that if they play now to March for their funding, then when we get to March, what are we going to do then? Because we're going to have to play till June in the National League to get the games in. So where's the funding going to come for another three months to play? It just rolls on and on and on and on. Scary. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 da- oh. it's, it's dangerous for the game, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... Oh, sorry, James. No, it's just people falling out of love of it. It's even yeah, like Chris yeah, said, exactly he's kind yeah. of like, they can't even be bothered really with any sort of football at the moment. It's the same. It's just like effort. It really is. It's like yeah, was, you know, Pete and yeah, I was doing a supporters association meeting tonight and we both got said, can't we be bothered with it? What's the point in talking about a supporters association committee meeting when there's absolutely nothing going on at the club? I know it sounds awful, but it's just how everyone naturally feels. It's true. Yeah, but I, I felt like you the other week, Chris, when we done the podcast. I said to I said to James and Trevor, I said the thing is, you know, I, I was hardly watching football on TV or anything. Just mm-hmm. sort of yeah. t- totally lost interest. It's just a shame. I mean, with, with the Mariners podcast that we do, where uh, Ronnie put a tweet out the other day saying, you know, bear with us, we will be back, but we ain't got anything to talk about at the minute, so it's pointless doing anything. So it's same yeah. for us and the Rebel Yell podcast. Pete and I, we relaunched in sort of beginning of the season. We've done two episodes. And that was meant to be a monthly sort of thing, summing up highlights, talk about the club. And, you know, we, we've sort of, Pete sort of said to me, like, you know, we should look at doing one soon. So I sort of said, what is there to talk about? It's, it's, it's talk about this again. Just re- just put this recording on the Rebel Yeah, Yell. actually, Pete, let's just, <laughs> let's just like, just call it. I'll, I'll dub it over Rebel Yell and it'll be sorted. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but gentlemen, it's sort of another action-packed episode that we've sort of had lots to chew the fat over and um, I, as I said I don't think anything's going to change very soon I mean it would be good when we meet again in a couple of weeks time that we might have some more sort of information or something to talk about that might be slightly different or positive but you know the doom and gloom in me makes me think it's going to all be negative yeah and I've got I've, I've got one thing James have you got a shout out I was going to say has he got a shout out I've got one thing well, it's not quite a shout out but I did notice Leamington versus Kettering. I think it was in the. <laughs> yeah. in, I think it was in Vars. Uh, Kettering had their captain it's sent trophy, off for the first half. Trophy, Pete. So, it was a trophy. Okay. Thank you, Trevor. Um, basically, Kettering's captain got sent off in the first half. Half time, the floodlights went out. So they had to call an electrician to the ground. Um, lights came back on at 9.55. 
So the referee said you can kick off at 10.30. Uh, Kettering finished the game with eight men. Leamington won 3-0, but the game the game actually finished at 11.18pm. Only in non-league. <laughs> oh, it's like watching La Liga, because I don't know how the games kick off at like 11pm in the summer in La Liga in Spain when it's a little <laughs> bit more cooler. It's like, it's always found that really weird. But, yeah. but the guy, the, the captain was sent off for striking the referee, wasn't he? Yeah, he, 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 he hardly touched him. No, he didn't touch him. It was like the Dicanio push on the ref, yeah, yeah. you know, when the ref yeah. made the most of it. And, oh. yeah. He was he was just a little tap on his on his forearm. Yeah. He didn't hit him. He's just didn't like and, and then he booked him and then obviously he was he was saying something to the ref and then the ref went and took his, his red out. And people saying, Oh, he's lost his head. And I was I saw the clip and I was like, Yeah, he, he weren't going mental or anything, you know, really? he was a bit over exaggerated, I think. But there you go. There you go. A bit OTT. You need a bit of OTT just in your life, don't you? <laughs> anyway, guys, um, once again, a really action pack episode. Um, as we say, let's hope in a couple of weeks' time, might have a little bit more positivity. And I try not to be a doom and gloomer, but it, you know, part of me thinks it's not going to change. But do follow us on at the PNLP uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you've got any topics you want to cover or you want to speak about anyone or get anyone involved, any players listening. As long as you're behaving yourself and not breaking tier four lockdowns, we're having parties left, right, and centre. Oh, we'll remain nameless people on Instagram. <laughs> we'll or leave any, it at that. Or any chairman that want to, you know, come on and give us a view, tell us yeah, how, if, how your club's getting on, how it's affecting you. Or if Chris's mate, the chairman of the Northern Premier, wants to come and speak to us <laughs> finally, we'll do a one-on-one. Put him and Chris in a room together. Went's COVID safe. We'll try and organise that. But as, as usual, guys, it's been a pleasure and uh, I look forward to uh, chatting again in a couple of weeks with myself, James, Johnny, Chris, Ian, Pete and Trev. Good night all. Good night. Good night. Good night.